Greetings, AP coordinators. Coming off the holiday week, we have a special conversation to share with you. This episode originally aired in the summer of 2021, when many were officially on summer break. The impacts of AP is a topic of interest to many, so we wanted to provide a replay for those who may have missed it the first time around. Now, growing an AP program can have a broader impact than what's typically expected. By providing more students with more exposure to advanced coursework, well, this can raise the student achievement of an entire school. Success in AP is measured by more than exam results, and we've recently confirmed what AP teachers have long known, and that is. Students benefit from completing their AP course and exam, regardless of their score. So, while credit and placement opportunities are more valuable than ever, new research demonstrates the additional benefits of taking AP courses and exams. Derek Meta here, former AP coordinator, now director, AP coordinator experience for the AP program. As always, thanks for joining us, and as always, welcome to Coordinated. Hi, AP coordinators. This is Bill Lankenau from the AP program here to share an opportunity for schools with a preference for in-school digital testing. Now, as listeners of this podcast know, in May 2022, exams for all AP subjects. Will be administered in school as traditional paper exams. In two AP subjects, English Literature and Composition and World History Modern, a limited number of schools that prefer digital testing will be able to administer the exams for these subjects as a digital exam and in school. Because these exams will be administered in school and proctored, The digital testing system will be updated to optimize the student's experience for in-school testing, including the ability to skip ahead and go back within the free response sections and within the multiple choice sections, and will provide proctors with the tools they need to administer digital exams in school. Again, just for additional emphasis, the digital exams are only offered for two subjects and will be proctored and administered in school, not at home. Schools in the lower 48 states that offer AP English Literature and Composition and/or AP World History Modern can apply to participate. This opportunity is limited, and interested schools should apply before the end of the calendar year. So, to learn more and apply to participate, visit a new in-school digital page on AP Central, and please see the show notes for the link. Thanks so much, AP coordinators, for your time today and all that you do for your students. Rachel, yes, Derek. <laughs> Judging by your smile, it did not take long for you to slide into embracing summer break. Oh, it never does, Derek. It never does. <laughs> We did have a furious finish to the school year, as always, but I am enjoying the end of my hero's journey now. That sense of completion is sinking in, along with that sunshine. Finally. Glad to hear that, especially 
the sunshine part.、Mm-hmm. And dare I say, we have some bright conversation planned for today. Something we have not done before on the show. Yes, we're going to talk about a subject, something that crosses over between AP coordinator roles and counselor roles. I love it. As you know firsthand, many AP coordinators are also counselors. Yes, like me. <laughs> and so, in our show today, we're going to review some exciting new information. The topic: analysis of AP scores of one and two. And we will talk about who to consider sharing this information with, and how and when to share it. So even those who are not counselors will get something out of the conversation. I think I'm excited because this also touches on how we AP coordinators can expand our visibility as a quote program manager on campus. Program manager,、mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> not an official title, but I like it. Yeah. So personally, I want to be known as more than just the person who pushes the testing cart around the hallways in May. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, as as we said. You are an AP coordinator and a counselor yourself. You have both roles. We thought it would be great to call in some friends who, like you, have both roles—folks who are also AP coordinators and counselors at the same time. This seems like a perfect time for a panel discussion, or since we're talking to counselors, maybe some group therapy. <laughs> so. We are counselors, so we do know the value in making you feel comfortable, Derek. Exactly. All right. So our first guest is Esther Hall, a fellow Buckeye from Cincinnati, Ohio. She's been an AP coordinator for 21 years and a college and career coordinator for 17 years. Welcome to Coordinated, Esther. Hello. Happy to be here.、Uh, thanks for having me again.、Uh, I didn't realize this was going to be a group therapy session. <laughs> Who needs the help? Derek,、uh, it's usually Derek. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so I think so.、Uh, but as counselors, I'm sure we can agree that all of us will probably benefit. And we also have another special guest, Carrie Payline. Carrie, AP coordinator and college counselor, joins us from Park Tudor School in Indianapolis. Welcome back, Carrie. Thanks for having me again. Happy to be here. Thanks again to both of you for joining us. Derek, can you start by providing some background about this new research regarding AP scores? So again, what we are talking about today is new analysis of AP scores of one and two. At the school level, many talk about a score of three or higher as quote passing, meaning the scores of one or two are, you know. Right, I think we know what you're saying. We counselors know that scores of one or two generally do not earn college credit and/or placement, and we may have some disappointed students on our hands. Now, here's the exciting part: new evidence shows there are benefits to taking AP courses, even for students who do not meet the threshold of a score of three or higher. Researchers analyzed college enrollment records of approximately 1.5 million students and a subsample of 410,000 students. Full details are in the PDF of the study that we'll talk about shortly. The findings show that AP students earning scores of one and two have significantly stronger college outcomes 
than college students who did not take an AP course and exam. Stronger college outcomes sound good to me, Derek. Really good. As counselors, we're always looking for new ways and new research to help guide and support our students. So this is really encouraging. Absolutely. So there are three key findings from the research, and here's the first. It's about college enrollment. AP students, including those with scores of one or two, are more likely to enroll in a four-year college compared to academically similar students who did not take AP in high school. AP students who average scores of one or two on their AP exams are 16 and 19 percentage points respectively more likely to enroll in a four-year college than academically similar peers who did not take AP. Wow, Uh, this is huge. At my school in a typical year, we have approximately 350 students who take an AP course. And at my school, students are required to take the AP exam if they take the course. So all of them will take the exam. And we do have a small population of students that earn a score of one or two. So to learn that AP course experience and not just the score means they are more likely to go to college. What a great message to share. Um, As counselors, we are often bogged down with so many responsibilities outside of counseling. So anytime we're able to share good news with students and, you know, actually counsel, (laughs) it's a breath of fresh air. I agree. I personally think this has a lot to do with maximizing academic opportunities, learning what a college course is like learning how to be disciplined about homework and getting serious about academic challenges, seeing how those challenges help you develop as a student, not just a test taker. And then regardless of the score earned on the exam, there is value in just having your eyes opened and going through the experience. It's all about perspective. Excellent points. Uh, Thank you very much for sharing. Well, the the second key finding is about college readiness. Students who earn AP scores of two are well prepared to succeed in introductory college coursework. And this is wonderful news, right? Compared to academically similar college peers who did not take the AP course, AP students who earn scores of two perform as well or better when they take those introductory college courses. And this is so, so great to hear. (laughs) It is. And this really ties into what I just said a minute ago. These students have a better idea of what to expect when they get to college. Even if they didn't perform as well as hoped in the high school AP course, they know what's expected in the college course. Eliminating some of those challenges by having the opportunity to recognize and develop stronger academic skills is priceless. They know what it is going to take, how much focus, how much discipline and maturity. I find they are much more ready for the challenge, and this research backs that up. Mm, I agree. And because the AP course is modeled to be an actual college-level course, content that AP students are exposed to is relevant and valuable once they're in college. It's not all brand new to them. The Head Start surely helps and provides a better opportunity for success. They'll spend less time learning how to just make it through a college course and more time developing their 21st century skill base, critical thinking, resilience, 
teamwork, innovation, you name it. All those things we promote as counselors. Great point, Esther. And uh, yeah, a head start, <laughs> head start always sounds good to me. Right. So the final key finding is about pathways and progress, something that counselors are very familiar with. And the research shows that many students who first score a one or two on an AP exam will take further AP courses and they will score higher. I'll jump in here. I recently had a conversation with a student of mine who knew he didn't do well on the AP exam and came to see me afterwards to talk about his schedule for next year. He was pretty discouraged, obviously, but we talked quite a bit. We talked about those skills Esther just mentioned. We talked about knowing what challenges he was ready for, about not letting one test score set the tone. And together, we agreed that he was ready to take the two AP courses he had originally signed up for. Will it be a challenge? For sure. But we don't learn and grow without challenges. Knowing there is an increased chance he'll do better in those AP courses and exams is really reassuring. I agree with what Rachel just said. Persistence is a skill to be developed over time. Even for those students who are naturally more persistent than others, there's an increased chance of rewarding that effort. Excellent point, Carrie. Um, all right. Now that we've talked about the research itself, I'm curious, what are you going to do with it and who are you going to share it with? Well, we certainly can't keep it a secret. <laughs> I'll share mine with students for sure. Some of the students at my school are clearly on an AP path and others have a different path. This type of information helps to encourage all students, giving them an achievable goal. It's not about just the one year. It's the benefit of subsequent years too. I'm also going to share this research with my teachers and not just AP teachers. I'm going to share it with teachers who help prepare students for AP courses too. For example, an honors pre-calc course that feeds most students directly into AP Calc AB the following year. And while I'm thinking of it, administrators too. I want everyone to understand the same thing that Esther just said about students. Be encouraging, not discouraging. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I'll toss in that I'm going to share this with parents. They also have a major influence and can be either encouraging or discouraging. We know as counselors, parental and family support is so important. I've noticed, and this is just my personal experience, that some parents who did not attend college themselves at times feel overwhelmed when trying to help their child prepare for college. They can look to counselors, teachers, and administrators for guidance. I mean, that's what we're here for. So this will help. Those are all excellent ideas. Sound great to me. Uh, thank you. Now, so we talked about the research and we talked about who to consider sharing it with. So AP coordinators slash counselors, let's share some other ideas. How and when are you going to share this research? Uh, I am curious. Oh, so many questions, Derek. Um, <laughs> But seriously, when you first asked me about having this conversation, I was excited to learn that there's a one-page PDF available with graphs and details about the analysis. That's going to be so helpful and convenient. Can you put a link to that PDF in the show notes? 
Absolutely. Great. Then I'm going to send that PDF via email to everyone we talked about. Students, parents, AP teachers, non-AP teachers, administrators, everyone. I'm going to ask my administrators to cover it. Or even better, allow me to cover it at our back-to-school meetings for faculty. That would be one way of showing that, as a counselor and an AP coordinator, we are not just cart pushers during AP testing weeks, <laughs> like Rachel joked about earlier. <laughs> I love it. I'm also going to print the PDF and use it as a handout at AP Parent Information Night. I'll pull some of that key information into my presentation that night so I can talk about it and not just distribute a handout without any context. This will be perfect to bring up while discussing the value of AP. It ties in so nicely after we talk about college credit and or placement. Not everyone has the same goals for participating in AP, so this is a good way of letting everyone know that different goals are there and can be achieved. And Derek, I'm going to channel your former background in marketing here. I'm thinking we need to put this on our school counseling website. And since I manage it, this is a no-brainer. Did you know, Derek, that counselors can manage websites too? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> counselors do it all. And I'm thinking of posting to my school and district websites as well. Same with our school's weekly newsletter and maybe even the school newspaper. So many places. Heck, maybe I'll dust off the old former English teacher skills write a short article with an interview and profile a former student. And hey, you can you can also consider pointing everyone to this excellent podcast episode as well. Right, right. <laughs> just, uh, just a little shameless self-promotion there. Uh, all right, it's time for final thoughts. Esther? Well, I am just so excited to share this information with our school community and especially our students to just try an AP course. Just the experience of taking an AP course is truly beneficial towards academic success despite the AP exam scores. This will hopefully provide some encouragement to students, parents, and teachers to just give AP a try. They will see the long-lasting benefits of the experience. So thanks for sharing this research and thank you for having me. Thanks for having me too. This conversation gave me a chance to learn how students are drawn to AP classes for a variety of reasons with multiple academic goals and growth in mind. And I'm also thinking about what we can do to encourage awareness of these goals, specifically to those students who may think of AP as only for high-flying academic achievers. I think everyone can achieve their goals regardless of score, and this research really reinforced that point for me. And Rachel, how about you? So I really see this news as an opportunity for counselors to use their role as AP coordinator to do some really valuable counseling. Like I said earlier, we are more than just cart pushers and seating chart designers. This research gives us an opportunity to do what we love best, counsel and help our students see the bigger picture. Okay, Esther Hall, Carrie Payline, Rachel McBride, it has been a true pleasure to share this conversation. Thanks for taking the time to talk through this exciting new research. And just as importantly, thanks for sharing all the great ideas about what to do with that information. We, we often say it's about the students and this reinforces it's about all students 
regardless of AP exam scores. That's just so true. Yep. <laughs> at my uh, at my former school, we had an extremely popular teacher who coined a phrase, and I'm not sure if it was an original one, but it really resonated with really everyone on campus. And the phrase, you are not your grade. And let me say that again, you are not your grade. Sounds like we can use a variation of that today, Derek. You are not your AP score. Agreed. So as far as we are concerned here on the Coordinated Podcast, it's not just about the exam scores. The value is in the complete AP student experience. In fact, so valuable, one might say it's good as gold. Season 5 of Coordinated is recorded, produced, and engineered by me, Derek Kometa. I also co-author the show, along with Kimberly Casey and Rachel McBride. Audio review by Elisa Aloyo, Dale Glazer, and Tierra Pinto. Our executive producer is Edward Biederman. Our podcast logo is courtesy of the amazingly talented Amy O. Amy is enjoying her senior year at Savannah Arts Academy. We thank Jackie Ray for our theme song, Good as Gold. Jackie is a former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School. Additional vocal support by Carly Suge, AP coordinator at Costa Mesa High School in Southern California. And special thanks to all my colleagues in the AP program for supporting our show. And AP coordinators, we cannot say it enough. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for all your support of AP students, you are truly good as gold. Oh